performance is key. Their plumbers are fully trained, licensed, and qualified to provide the best experience the first time. So whether you need a pump or repair, don't be a skeptic on septic. Call the experts, the plumbing experts. Visit online at theplumbingexperts.com. They won't let you down. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone, America's number one brakes destination. We have the pads, rotors, drums, shoes, and brake fluids to improve your stopping power. Right now, save 15% when you get any two Duralast rotors with a set of Duralast brake pads. Missing a tool? Ask about our free loan a tool program and borrow the tools you need to get the job done. Get in zone, AutoZone. Claim based on data from the MPD Group 2021. Deposit required for loan a tool. Live, local, trusted. With the largest coverage in the upstate, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Three out of bounds. William Bogovich, Ben Milstead. Again, that was one Ben Milstead felt in his heart. That was not a head pick. That was a, that was a heart pick. Right? It's soul shine. It is like sunshine for the soul. I'm I'm somehow combining the weather and the music. That's deep. Yeah. That's really deep. Mm. By the way, uh, uh, Alec Murdoch is still testifying. He's been on the stand now for almost three and a half hours. And it's just direct. Is that like we haven't even got to cross-examination yet. Power forward for Akron? What are we talking about here? What are we doing? <laughs> we're, just, we're just crossing signals. We're just crossing signals. I got to address my iPad. If, my iPad, if I'm going to run my iPad battery down to zero, I got to at least give it a, just a glance every now and then. You're the only man I know that can host a radio show and watch a trial in depth and be able to do both effectively. Core TV, man. Core TV, closed captioning. It helps. Uh, you know what? I bet Wes Durham could do that. He would never because oh, he's yeah. way too professional. But I bet he could, in a heartbeat, watch the trial of the century in South Carolina and also host a three-hour radio show. He joins us right now to talk a little ACC hoops. Wes, what's going on? I may or may not have just been on a college baseball Zoom call, but nonetheless, we're good. Oh, man, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> I love it. So wait, are you doing are you doing college baseball this weekend? Uh no, not this weekend. Good heavens. Okay, um, I was gonna say, doing, man, that's busy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, no, I, I think uh, as I remind people who sometimes ask me questions like that, uh I, I think I do enough on Saturdays and Sundays in the fall that I don't have to I don't have to crush and groove as they say on Saturdays and Sundays in the winter and spring, if you know what I mean. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's good. I, yeah. I love the I love the rule of thumb there. Um, you, well, you were you were grinding last night at a uh, little John yeah. Coliseum. Uh, that was a that was entertaining, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I, I thought it was the best that Clemson has looked offensively all year long. I know you've seen them a bunch. You agree or disagree? Well, we said in the second half last night that was a return, at least in my mind, to January Clemson last night. Clock. Yes. That was the Clemson I saw. That was the Clemson I saw play Penn State in late November in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Um, 
I I think I saw that Clemson play Duke, to be honest with you, earlier in the year. Um, And by that, I mean I saw a Clemson last night that defended, that scrapped, that did all the things that I think that team is capable of doing. And they needed to do it last night, and they're going to need to do it again Saturday at noon and then next Tuesday night at Charlottesville. I mean, it's not a – it's not a very tricky deal here for Clemson. They need to win, and these next two are quad one opportunities according to the NCAA's net evaluation tool. And um, I would say that if Clemson plays like they played last night at both ends of the floor, they're going to have an excellent opportunity against both NC State and certainly Virginia as well. I felt like last night, and Jim, Jim Beheim said their zone was awful. That was his word. He said it was not even serviceable. It was not even fair. It was awful. But I, I, I do wonder, like, I felt like Clemson, the way that they played, is exactly the team to take advantage of that. Do you, do you agree with Jim Beheim's assessment that his zone was awful, or is it just Clemson playing well? I've seen his teams three times this year, and twice their zone has been awful. <laughs> Okay, but now let me let me skew off. Can I go off topic here? We got enough time for me to sure, go. Sure, go ahead. Wherever you want to go, okay, man. If your if your zone is awful, Coach Beheim, what should you then do with your forty seven years of head coaching experience at your alma mater? Interesting. I mean, you would when, think if your maybe... zone is awful. What should you do, Coach Beheim? Wait, there got, is ben? no plan B, Wes. We talked about that earlier. It's it's like a triple option team in football. When it's be- when it works, it's beautiful. When it doesn't, you don't have any place else to go. Well, there, Ben, well said. But Coach Bayham also said for the third consecutive summer, he mentioned in September, oh, we might play some man this year. <laughs> well, when your zone against Virginia Tech got carved up like a filet at Halls in Greenville, okay, uh, when, or I guess I should say Rick Irwin's because I know Rick listens occasionally. Um, <laughs> Either or, we'll, we'll um, accept both I, here. <laughs> yeah, I figure. I ate at Rick's on Tuesday night, so I probably should say Rick's. Um, <laughs> so you, you're, you got carved up last night by Clemson, who, by the way, had a terrific plan. Uh, I saw Virginia Tech, I saw Justin Mutz look like Bob Cousy against them, okay? And even NC State, in a game that NC State lost, looked decent against the zone and i'm not saying that the zone is not good because it is good and it can be you know uh omnipresent to some teams but when teams have a plan and they have the right personnel of which clemson does i think it's i think it's a real issue and so you know it's interesting he says our zone was awful yeah it was awful it was awful because you got beat by a better team last night too and that team played with an edge last night. That team, and Ben, I'm, I don't think I'm sharing any state secrets here. That team played with a sense of urgency that they're probably going to have to play with down the road and in and, and games going forward if they want to get to where they want to go. I think. Oh, there's no question about it. Visit with West Durham here of ACC Network fame. Check him out on Twitter at West Durham as well. See where he's going uh, all up and down the Eastern Seaboard on a given, uh, given weekday, a given Saturday. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about another interesting result from the from the league last night. Virginia right. looked to be settling into maybe that number one spot. Just, I mean, I know Miami's very good, and we could talk about them too. And then they just go and flat lay an egg. Now we know Boston College has played better. Yeah. They're six and four in their last ten. But what are we to make of this? This is like you know, old uh, can't get a bucket. Virginia showing up again. <clears throat> yeah, and that's the that's the Achilles for where this particular Virginia team is. 
I think defensively they're pretty solid most nights. This is not the national championship team, the Quark, and this is a team that at times offensively can really be challenged. Now, when they are vertical offensively and they can get up and down the floor and you can get Franklin, you know, flowing to the wing and you can get, you know, Gardner filling kind of the block. And I think Gardner got hurt last night, as I've, as I've heard. I haven't seen tape of the game yet. But if Gardner got hurt, that affects who they are inside. Vanderplas is a, is a fine story, but he tends to linger out on the perimeter for a bigger kid. And I would tell you that that's when they have to go to Caden Shedrick inside, and they are not as good offensively. So, look, I think there, um, I think there are a couple things that that have to come into play. But this is going to be a race to the finish. And last night's loss by Virginia, you know, took them from first to third. Um, the idea of uh, kind of how this is coming together is going to get really interesting because, you know, Clemson's right there on the line for the double bye. And But Virginia, I think, has their hands full here. They've got certainly Clemson. They've got, um, you know, they got the ball game tomorrow in Chapel Hill, or Saturday, rather, in Chapel Hill. They've got Clemson. And then I guess they finish, is that right? They finish with Louisville. Am I right on that? I believe that's um, right. Yeah. So, I mean, they're probably going to win the last one. But, you know, you never say never at this point, I guess. Well, and that brings us to North Carolina because I keep waiting to be <laughs> – I mean, I really do. I keep waiting to remember that this team was kind of in this same situation mid-February last year. Maybe they had a quad four it's home different. loss in Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's just yeah. not the same. They they should if Notre no. Dame could get a rebound, they're losing in South Bend last night. Right. Yeah. They they are a different team um, than a year ago with the same players, but they're also in many ways what today's college basketball has become. Uh, just because you bring three or four guys back from a team that has success, it doesn't necessarily make it the same because everything around that team then changes. And in the case of what happened here, a lot of things around that team changed. And there were people who were quick to say Pete Mance is Brady Manic, they're different players, different type things. But Carolina is oftentimes their own worst enemy clock. And I think their assist to basket ratio is always not particularly good. Um, they don't shoot it particularly well. Um, in fact, going into last night, they had only had, um, one shooting performance over 45% in their last 10 games from the floor. Wow. I mean, we're talking about Carolina now. I mean, Carolina shot 47, eight against Clemson and hit 15 threes. And the only other time they had gone over 45% in that stretch was a month prior to when they won at Louisville by 21 points when they shot 47%. See, they're not a great shooting team. And the other thing, too, is I don't care how good Caleb Love and R.J. Davis are, number five has got to touch the ball. Baycott has to touch the ball on every possession. And I think they get away from that. I don't think they take great shots. They're not a great shooting team. And the other thing is that their engagement, and I think last night in the first half they were brutal from what I heard. Uh, I really didn't get on the road and start paying attention until – after halftime, where I heard I think they had five field goals in the first half last night. It's terrible. But, you know, Notre Dame is uh, is only at times able to uh, – and they had like 30 offensive rebounds, I think somebody said this morning. So, look, Carolina's going to have issues. And I don't know how to go against Virginia because Cavaliers will come in clearly motivated now. And then I would tell you this, Tallahassee's never been a walk in the park for Carolina. It's always been a tough place for them to play. 
and then Duke and Carolina's in its own entity. So, you know, we'll see what happens these last three, but it's definitely going to be interesting for Carolina. It will not be, you know, Lottie Dot of Greensboro. There's no question about that. All right, what you're describing here with Carolina, by the way, they had 23 offensive rebounds last night. That saved. They were two for 23 from the outside. Just dreadful. It, it, and I, I, they were two of 23 from three last night. They were two for 23. Caleb Love was two for six, and everybody else was 0 okay. for 17. All right. You ready? That makes them. Ben, get to, get, you know how I am with check with Packer on my math here. Okay, get ready for this. <laughs> Ben's got, got the calculator. They were 14. That makes them 14 of 75 in their last three games from three. Oh, man. That's like eight. What is that? Listen, like, that's, uh,. Yeah, that's like 18%. That's, yeah. That's yeah. about what they and were it, with the it, three games leading into Clemson. But as we all know, yep. North Carolina shoots the lights out against Clemson. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wayne Ellington shows up in the building exactly. and all of a sudden everything. Um, so, you know, it's like my son said, it was great to go back until the game started. I said, yeah. And then all of a sudden, all those players you cheered for, his kids came back to your mind. Um, <laughs> but. The idea of who they are, Quark, when I you, – you mean – I mean, you'd be really surprised when I tell people I don't think they're a very good shooting team. They look back, what are you talking about, Carolina? Well, Bobby Jones is not – Brad Darty's not playing. Um, you know, they don't go to a block like I think they should, quite frankly. And I'm not telling Hubert Davis how to coach a basketball team. It's just watching them. And then I would challenge people to look at their assist numbers – like against Clemson, I think they had 16 or 18 assists on 24 or 26 shots. Let's see, how many they make against Clemson here real quick? They made 30 shots. I bet they assisted on better than, well, more than half of them. Their times, Quark, and I'm serious, they have single-digit assists on a 30-make night. Single digits. Mm. I mean, you watch them play and tell me how often you see a pronounced assist in the game. It's a, it's a really, really interesting basketball team. Well, you're... And they're, it's going to be a case study five years from now. We're going to go, you know, I'm not real sure exactly what happened, but I think this might be it or whatever. And I, I know you, you just said what you said about Hubert, but I do, I do want to ask this question. I think it's fair. If you've got a team who everybody on the outside knows, okay, Caleb loves a chucker and RJ Davis, a chucker and nobody else can score. And the guy who gets layups and dunks isn't touching the ball enough. After a certain point in time, isn't that incumbent upon the head coach to go like, Hey guys, this can't be who we are. Well, you're right, but you can't. This is We don't have a waiver. I got some news here. They don't have a trade deadline, and there's not a waiver wire, and there's not a G League promotion that can be made here. True. Okay? I mean, DeMarco Dunn, Dontre Styles, Puff Johnson. You've seen Puff Johnson, quite frankly, for North Carolina more in the last three ball games than you saw him in the previous month. Now, one is health. But two is you got to score. They need somebody to score. And Leaky Black will get you one double-figure game out of every four, maybe five. But if you don't have the big – and look, let me, let me translate this to something closer to home. Why was Clemson good last night? All three guys were on point. Chase Hunter, P.J. Hall, Hunter Tyson, right? But here's the other thing Clemson was good last night for. Ben, you can back me up on this. Ian Shefflin was January Ian Shefflin last yes. night. Baby Draymond. I mean, offensive rebounds, kept balls alive, defended hard at the post, 
did the little things that, quite frankly, he did against Kyle Filipowski in January against Duke, right? And this is why I think Clemson is more equipped because Clemson's got a lot of ingredients about their basketball team that when they play together, Clemson can be a really, really dangerous team because, I mean, look, Brevin Galloway, it's like I said last night on the air, the light is always green. The question is, does it get greener, right? And, you know, think about how many offensive rebounds they had on the first possession of the game against the vaunted Syracuse zone. (laughs) They had four chances at the basket on the first possession of the game last night. Bam should just walk back to the locker room then, in my opinion. I don't disagree with that. Um, and, and certainly, I mean, I think I think that was more like the Clemson that we were hoping to see when it came down the stretch. And another team yeah. that I, I want to ask you about one other team before we let you run. I want to ask you about NC okay. State because I keep saying NC State is trustworthy, except for as soon as I trust them, they'll shoot themselves or turn themselves over out of a game. But but look, it's really only one of those two because they're not turning it over, Wes. And I because they're not yeah. turning it over – I'm like this close to really buying them as a legit contender here. Well, well you know they must be good because Jimmy Dykes is parading during SEC games talking about how much he likes NC State. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and for Jimmy Dykes to have to talk about an ACC team during the <laughs> Southeastern Conference games, I'm going to tell you now, that I, I've called some people at ESPN. I want to make sure that that could absolutely happen based on corporate policy at times. <laughs> um but, I, look, NC State has – they have the sense of – and you're going to see this Saturday. They have a sense of urgency with Joyner and Traquavion Smith. And Traquavion now has a wingman who is not Sean Kemp. I thought Darion Sebron became Sean Kemp too much last year. Give me the ball at the head of the circle. I'll drive to the basket and dunk or get fouled, right? Hmm. Now he's got a guy who he can play pitch and catch with. It's almost like Trevor Lawrence and T. Higgins, to be honest with you. I mean, think about how good Trevor Lawrence was in the run game when he had guys that could stretch the field vertically, right? Well, that's what Terquavion and Jarkel are now. Because Terquavion give it to Jarkel, Jarkel strokes a three, goes to the basket. And here's the other thing, too. They got a big old boy on third shift down there playing in the block. I mean, I love that DJ guy Burns. Is real. That guy's a real problem. I'm telling you, he's going to be everybody's favorite player at the tournament as long as he's not playing your team, right? Because I'm telling you, they list him at 270, and they're selling him 35 shots. I mean, it's <laughs> he is a big old boy now, but he's got soft hands, he's got great feet, and he's going to be a problem. But I also think this, too, as it relates to NC State. You're exactly right about the one thing that NC State can do and they can do it at a high level. Do you know last night, I don't think they had less than 10 turnovers last night, as I recall. So that was their one, two, three, four, five, seventh game in the last nine with less than 10 turnovers. Pretty, pretty strong. Good. That's pretty, pretty strong. You, yeah. win a, hey, you win a lot of damn basketball games doing that, my man. Especially yes, you can. in the tournaments. In well, the tournaments. Around yeah. here, around here, uh, they're. The people here are just trying to get them to like 18 turnovers, a little uh, regression to the mean on Saturday. And you know what? I'll say this, uh, Raleigh, sometimes not. Uh, sometimes it's a little snoozer in the first half of those nooners for Clemson going up there Saturday. Uh, let me, and I said this to some folks at Tiger Town uh, yesterday. Be glad you're playing Saturday at noon, not Saturday at 8. Yep. No doubt because about that. Saturday at noon. 
they got a Canes game in there on Friday night. So, you know, crowd will, crowd will mill out, crowd will mill back. Students on a Saturday noon game sometimes a little slow to burn to come to 15 minutes off campus to PNC. But they are fun to watch. Clemson's fun to watch. But it's also a place that Clemson shouldn't fear. They've won there. They won there last year. They've won there in history. I mean, I remember one night, I think Gabe DeVoe went up there one night, threw in like five or six threes, and they laughed their way out of the building. Um, but I think that, you know, it's, it's a really good game. But if Clemson defends, the way they defended last night, Clemson's going to be a factor going down the stretch in the ACC. Wes, can't thank you enough for being with us in your very busy schedule. Uh, appreciate it, as Calling always. Clark, apparently, you're busy, too, because you're, like, keeping up to date on, like, court TV or something <laughs> while we're uh, talking here. So I got listen. <laughs> way, I... To multi- way to multitask, hey, you, Your interview fell perfectly in the court recess, so I've been totally <laughs> focused here. Well, just don't say that I don't have the uh, timing of judiciary. People, right? <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Wes. Be good, buddy. All right, guys. Take care. Anytime. Right. You bet. Be well. See you soon. Are you too. That's Wes Durham joining us. There's nobody better than that guy. Let's take a break. When we come back, we got some more stuff to say about ACC hoops after this. The Pendleton Tire Company wants you to have a tire as strong as you are. The Michelin Defender LTX is ready for the tough jobs and the long hauls. It holds up to tough conditions and will keep you rolling strong with confidence. Give Zach or Joey a call at 864-646-3694. Michelin Tires and the Pendleton Tire Company. A winning combination since 1973. PendletonTire.com. Since 1917, Harbin Lumber Company has been a top lumber and building supplier in the industry. Their number one asset is their employees, people who are dedicated to providing quality building products and contractor services. People just like you, working to grow and be a part of the community. From construction projects to large remodeling jobs, see the hardworking folks people have entrusted for nearly 100 years. Harbin Lumber Company, serving South Carolina, Georgia, and North Carolina, and online at harbinlumber.com. What's under your home can get into your home. A sealed crawl space keeps out moisture, mold, and pests. Canty Foundation Specialist is your local trusted expert in crawl space sealing. Call us today for your free estimate. Canty can fix it. Call the local experts for a free estimate. Call Canty Foundation Specialist at 864-403-5263 and ask about transferable warranties and available financing. That's 864-403-5263 or online at cantycanfixit.com. Rely on the pros in EnviroMulch for all your outdoor needs. They have an assortment of mulch, riverstone, dirt, sand, gravel, straw, and much more. Choose EnviroMulch. Make your yard look amazing during the colder months ahead. Order at EnviroMulchOnline.com. Go Tigers! Tune in each Tuesday morning on the Mickey Plyler Show for an exclusive interview with Clemson baseball head coach Eric Backage all season long, only on The Roar, where every day is game day. Guys, listen up. Have you been struggling with ED? If so, we have some great news. There is finally a treatment for ED that requires no pills, no injections, and no surgery. This is the latest medical breakthrough for the treatment of erectile dysfunction. Greenville Men's Clinic is proud to offer the most advanced form of acoustic wave therapy, which has been proven to increase blood flow, reverse ED, and increase size. 
Stop wasting your time with pills that produce side effects and have little to no results. Medical institutions at Cambridge University and Cleveland Clinic have shown this technology to be safe with no side effects. So if you're looking for a proven solution, call Greenville Mint Clinic today. They have performed over 12,000 treatments with outstanding results and can help you too. Call Greenville Mint Clinic, 864-301-1111. That's 301-1111 or greenvillemintclinic.com. That's greenvillemintclinic.com. McNeely Store and Rental, your hometown local steel dealer for sales and service. With spring around the corner, steel has leaf blowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and mowers that'll make your life simple. With both gas and electric models, our AK Battery Homeowner Systems start at just $199.99. They're not sold at Home Depot or Lowe's. Two convenient locations in Clemson and West Union. Learn more at McNeelyStoreAndRental.SteelDealer.net. Call 654-9187-Clemson or 718-1449-West Union. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Powered by Upcountry Fiber, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. With the largest coverage of any sports talk station in the upstate. Bring back the option. Nobody does it better than us. We're 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Thanks to West Durham for joining us. Hour three continues out of bounds. William Pluggamish, Ben Milstead. Got more to say about uh, ACC hoops. Maybe a little ACC football as well. <clears throat> with a couple of these uh, games of the year lines that have come out. But first, I got to tell you about our friends at PhD Weight Loss. And I would blame PhD Weight Loss for... I choked the entire break because I now eat healthy for lunch. Um, <laughs> I, I'm eating currently... <laughs> I, oh boy i'm eating leftover taco meat the uh like the 90 10 super duper lean uh ground beef with romaine lettuce and quinoa my wife likes to she likes to like mix up some stuff in the in the taco meat and the quinoa when it goes down the wrong pipe it just kind of sits there that's not fun what is fun is dropping 24 pounds in five weeks and learning how to live to keep that weight off. That's the great thing about PhD weight loss. If you want to know more about the program, I, I have conversations with people on a weekly basis about PhD, whether it's like on social media, somebody reaches out to me or a text message, a phone call. Honestly, I'm not kidding you. Somebody emailed my wife and said, hey, do you have uh, William's number? I want to talk to him about PSC weight loss. So I had a phone conversation uh, and it was, it was delightful just trying to share uh, the change and some stuff about the program. The better answers 
come from them, though. And so if you want to know more, go to the website, MyPhDWeightLoss.com. Check out Dr. Ashley Lucas and her team and the great stuff they got going on. That's MyPhDWeightLoss.com. This is getting out of hand when last night before the basketball game, a mutual friend of ours is quizzing me on your weight loss with PhD. Really? Yeah. And you know what? The number one question was, is he keeping it off? Is he sticking with it? Like, yeah, that's the cool part about PhD. Yes, he is. Yes. And uh it is it is holistic. It's not just um it's not just dietary. So yeah. that helps. They teach you how to breathe too when you they get do. choked. Yeah, they do. Uh let's go to Tar Heel Chad who's up with us next. Six five four Roar is the number. What's up, Chad? You know, on your little weight loss deal, if, uh, if my wife came home from working out, my wife said we had kale or Brussels sprouts for dinner. I literally, uh, first of all, I turned right back around and went straight back to the gym because <laughs> there's not a human alive that can gag those two at the same time with literally not collapsing. <laughs> so anyway, that's my weight loss. Thing. Kale. And Brussels sprouts. I mean, what are we living in? This is not a real world. You know, nobody does that. I actually like both of them. I, I really do. I, I, oh, God. You know, <laughs> there was a time, it was not long ago, when Brussels sprouts was considered a punishment for me. And now I like them. Okay. Well, next topic. Uh, let's talk about so, do you realize that Hubert Davis is the number two all-time three-point um, shooting by percentage in NBA history behind Steve Kerr? It's just baffling that last night and through this whole year, this is – last night in 43 years, that was the lowest percentage a UNC basketball team has shot for again 43 years. And with Jeff Lebo and Hubert Davis, both great shooters in their own right, it's just unbelievable. And last night they had, when I say open looks, wide open. You know why? Because Notre Dame had three people on Baycott, and they just dared them to shoot. didn't matter the distance. could be 12 feet, 15, 30 feet. It's just, it's just a microcosm of this season. It's just been a very maddening, disappointing season. And to see juniors and seniors, play and and literally the coach last night telling me they had to coach effort in the first half that's just unacceptable you can play hard regardless of what else is going on but i you know when you're shooting bad i think you know if you're in a terrible street like or last night it kind of tends to take over your whole game right the defensive side everything but it's it's maddening i mean this this you know hopefully we get to play clemson three more times that's our that that'll help us out well you know chad clemson tried to do the same thing that notre dame tried to do i mean you know they yep. they doubled uh the they doubled the post and yep. north carolina hit the outside shot against clemson hit all, every single one of them as a matter of fact you they didn't last well, night i mean it's like it was the same game plan one you shot well, one you didn't. It's just been that the whole thing. And look, take taking Brady out, Manic out of it. Obviously, he was an incredible shooter, incredible. But you still should be play play better than you are. It's just it's real. It's just disappointing. And quite frankly, you know, a lot of the UNC fans are on Hubert, and I get it. I mean, he's not going anywhere. But it's just there's there's no bench. I mean, Puff Johnson is 
really the only person off the bench that he even feels remotely comfortable with. And it's just, you know, when Dean Smith was there, if you took a bad shot or had a turnover, you know where you were headed? To the bench. Yes. And there's none of that with this coaching staff. I mean, they continue to let it go. So, I don't know. It's very disappointing, like the Virginia game. I know Virginia will be motivated, all of that. I The score could be like 11-7 to 7 at halftime. That's kind of what I'm thinking, 11-7, to 7, maybe a, a, a safety. I don't know, maybe a block punt. I don't know. 11-7. to 7. I mean, that's what I said, because Virginia is going to play that way anyway. And if we're not making shots, I mean, how is anybody going to score? I don't know. It's just a weird season. Nobody's going to feel sorry for us. I get it. It's just it's very disappointing and discouraging. But – Still some games to play, and you never know what may happen. I just this bunch. It seems like the this core group they've lost fifty one or two games. I think as a group, there's just been this ongoing. It's the same kind of thing, been ongoing other than the six seven weeks of last year with this core group. So, cheers, and I still hate Russell Sprouts. Take care. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. Appreciate the phone call. I respect your opinion on uh, Brussels sprouts. He, here's where I'll kind of, I'm not going to disagree with him, but I, I, I in fact, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with this that he said. When, when teams are like double team in Baycott before he gets the ball, you have to have guys that can shoot it. I don't have a problem with that. Sometimes the ball doesn't go in. What I have an issue with and what really is the issue with North Carolina and there's a broader issue with North Carolina as it relates to the entire ACC in a conversation that we'll get to in a second. The thing that I don't that I don't love about what North Carolina's doing is they they play the I believe it's I, I know it's in the bottom ten I believe it's like the seventh um, lowest percentage of bench minutes in the country. So as Chad said, if you're consistently having to coach effort, if you're consistently having to deal with bad shot selection and lack of continuity, Hubert Davis isn't trying anything new. And sometimes coaches will tell you, I would love to try something new, but I don't trust anybody else. And that's also not something that you do really well in February. You've you got to be doing that in November and December. Which, by the way, if you lose that game in November and December, oh, you might be 140th in the net because you lost a game in November when you were trying to coach effort from your team. So that's number one. Ben, I think that every team needs some sort of a cheat code or some sort of a trump card to play. When things go sideways, they end up going right to that thing to get a bucket. Or they do this thing defensively to get a stop. I know I can get a stop doing this little wrinkle. I know I can get a bucket doing this. The problem is that North Carolina, when they need a bucket, Caleb Love thinks that's his call to try harder and to take a more difficult shot and to be more selfish, in my opinion. When North Carolina gets in a bad way, normally Caleb Love shoots him into it and he takes it upon himself to try to shoot out of it instead of, Let's just throw the ball to Baycott and just see what we can get with that. I think it's a misunderstanding and it's a misapplication of information with North Carolina because you have the wrong guy who's telling everybody what to do when things go bad, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, I want to go back quickly to a couple things Wes Durham said. Glad glad to have him on. Man, it warms my heart to see... A neutral party like Wes give Ian Shefflin credit. 
He's the guy he mentioned. Same guy you and I mentioned to lead off the show today. You know, we talk a lot about the big three, and they are so important. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you've got to have contribution from Hunter, Tyson, and and Hall. But in a game like that last night, you've got to have Ian Shefflin. And I know I know Wes gets basketball when he sees that, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I was looking back through third highest scoring that Shefflin has had this year. But I don't even care about the points. It's not the points that Shefflin where I think he makes the greatest impact. It's distribution of the ball, rebounding. Uh, also, you know, just making somebody have to defend him. So that's good. The other thing, and we can talk more about this after the break, the conference needs more personalities like West Durham. Oh, I, I totally. On the basketball side, for uh, sure. On the network side. On the everything side, Quark. On basketball, on representing the conference, on getting people to watch channel 612 on your direct TV receiver. The conference needs more West Durham personalities. People that you know and that are personable like he is, that are relatable. Like, for all the jokes that we poke at the SEC, they've got those dudes. ACC Network has got to find those guys. They've got to find those guys. More of those guys. They got to, they've got some. they got to find more. Jeff Cable talked a little bit about that earlier this week, and we'll get to that on the other side. I do want to give you one stab before we get to break. Ian Shefflin, <clears throat> I'm going to give you rate stats because they were easier for me to find. What if I told you, Ben, that in ACC play, among ACC players, Ian Shefflin ranks inside the top 21 in the conference in offensive rebound rate and assist rate. That that's how good of a player Ian Shefflin is on those two things. And among Clemson players, he's number one in offensive rebound rate, and he's almost number one in assist rate. He has done a very, very good job of those two things, needs to be said. And uh, it, it's proven out by the numbers. Final segment. We'll talk about the network next. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment has helped build the upstate for the last 23 years by renting and selling construction equipment. And when it comes to compact equipment, the best in the industry is Takeuchi. The lineup of track skid steer loaders, excavators, wheel loaders, and hundreds of attachments make the choice easy. So come and see why so many choose to buy it or rent it from Bennett and experience the Takeuchi difference in the upstate, western North Carolina, and North Georgia. It's a new year, and I've got one piece of advice for you. If you're still bellyaching about being fat, being tired, and not performing when it counts, you need to get up off that couch and book an appointment at Low Country Mail today. TRT plans start at $220 a month and include testosterone, labs, medication, and doctor visits. We offer weight loss plans, peptide plans, and IV therapy. Stop making excuses and take action. Lord knows the world doesn't need any more beta males. Make men men again. Lowcountrymail.com. This is for the men who never settle. The ones who believe only quitters end a game in a tie. The type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. 
Winning multiple Ford President's Awards and top-notch online reviews are two reasons why George Coleman Ford should be your choice for your next new or pre-owned vehicle. Every week, customers like you post online reviews raving about the buying experience at George Coleman Ford. It's like nothing they've experienced. No hidden fees and straight-up honest customer service. And with new inventory arriving monthly, George Coleman Ford is committed to satisfying you. The best is found in Traveler's Rest, George Coleman Ford. Pinnacle Veterinary Group takes a proactive, progressive approach to individualized medicine aimed to keep your pet healthier, longer. Being locally owned and in private practice, they utilize low-stress techniques and fear-reducing strategies for every patient. Their facility is equipped to care for sick, injured, and healthy pets with in-house diagnostic, lab testing, radiology, surgery, and digital ultrasound. The first and only practice achieving AAHA accreditation in Pickens County. Call 624-8824 or online, pinnacleveterinarygroup.com. Check out the Mickey Plyler Show each weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. here on The Roar. Mickey and company get your day started with scores, interviews, and all the news from the day before. Mickey breaks down all things college football, golf, and everything else in the sports world. Check it out each morning on 105.5 and 97.5 FM or tune in on our app or website, theroarfm.com. We are The Roar, where every day is game day. Are you looking to take your lawn to the next level in 2023? At Carolina Top Dressing, we are committed to serving the upstate and bringing golf course type practices to your home, including aeration, top dressing, dethatching, and soil conditioning. Also, ask us about our latest top dressing amendment, Carolina Mix, or sign up for any of our turf services by visiting us at www.carolinatopdressing.com for your free quote. And as always, go Tigers! Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. If you want the full Roar experience, go check out theroarfm.com for all the latest updates and podcasts. We're 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. segment of the program. Glad to have you with us. William Quagmush, Ben Milstead. Talked a lot of hoops today. A little bit of uh, college football as well. We've got a lot of stuff on the docket for tomorrow. A lot of, man, a lot of topics that we just have not had time to hit because of the the calls and the texts on the Adams Co. Roofing text line. Uh, 654-ROAR. If you want to join us there, you can uh, here in the final segment. Um. We're also uh, we got a couple interviews they're going to have tomorrow. It's going to be nice. Going to be a uh, going to be a jam packed show for you here to wrap up the weekend. Um, ben, you, I love what you're saying about West Durham. There, I think the network needs more voices like that. More voices that are going to be forceful in talking about the good of the ACC and perhaps maybe being a little less down the middle. And I don't mean that in a negative way. In fact, I. I appreciate that there's a little bit of a that there's a there there is professionalism is a good way to say it on the ACC network and you know what 
you could hear a little bit of that in what Wes Durham said. Did you catch his comment about Jimmy Dykes? <laughs> I like that. You know, I appreciated that because one of the things that is one of the things that's that's been happening, and one of the things that's been a concern in the women's game, I know, but I know uh, you know across the board, is that there are other leagues that are really being hype men and hype women. Uh, their networks are being hype men and hype women for their leagues, and the ACC is a little too down the middle. Jeff Capel actually said this earlier this week about the ACC network. This is in uh, On3, Nick Costco writing. This is from a couple days ago. Uh, he was asked a question on the ACC coaches call on Monday about the network. And he says, uh, quote, when we were at Virginia Tech the night before, I'm watching our network, and one of the first questions that comes up is, is it perception or reality the ACC is down? I never see that on the Big Ten network. I watch the Big Ten network a lot because one of my best friends coaches in that league, so I'm watching them. They're always, always pumping the Big Ten. By the way, who do we th- do we think that's Chris Collins? Do we think he's watching Northwestern in, on the uh, Big Ten network? I, I'd i be surprised. I'm just surprised that Jimmy Dykes has friends. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not a fan of that guy. All right, so there, he's talk, he, says, uh, he says, I watch the Big Ten network a lot because one of my best friends coaches in the league, so I'm watching him. And then Jeff Capel, uh, he continues and says, they're always, always pumping the Big Ten. Always. I think it's a really good league, but I think ours is too. I wish the people that represent us would have the respect, pump our league, and be positive instead of looking at negative things, close quote. Now, I will say this. That segment could be a way to beat back some of the negative uh, some of the negative sentiments surrounding the ACC. In other words, I don't know from Jeff Capel how the panelists responded. They might all have been like, heck no, it's not down. Here's 16 reasons why. I think he's more talking about the Big Ten is not even going to address that there's a perception issue. They're just going to go out of their way to create a whatever the opposite of that is. The SEC, no, Jimmy Dykes, perfect example. Jimmy Dykes gets on an SEC broadcast, and you're going to hear not just how good the team's playing in the game are, but you're going to hear about how good the team's playing in the next game, mm-hmm. in the 9 o'clock game, and the the teams that are playing over the weekend and the teams that are playing uh, on, you know, another one of ESPN's networks at the same time. And you're going to hear about how good all of those teams are when half of them aren't very good. Uh, I'll say a perfect example is Fran Fraschilla. Fran Fraschilla calls Big 12. I watched the, what game was it? It was, oh, it was uh, Kansas and TCU, of course. I sat there through that entire game thinking that uh, that TCU was going to win and Kansas ends up winning in the end. I'm watching that whole game. And do you know Fran Fraschilla made a case for all 10 of the Big 12 teams to be considered for at-large bids during that <laughs> broadcast? Uh, that's believable. All 10 of the teams. He's talking about – and look, I, he made a logical case. Now, it's not a logical case I agree with, but he's making logical cases. At no point did he say, is the Big 10 overrated? Because I think the Big Ten is a little bit overrated because it's the only league that does a double round robin. The numbers get skewed that way. I think the Big Ten is very good. I tend to think that the Big East is probably a better league top to bottom than the Big Ten is. I think there are a couple teams in the Big 12 that aren't very good. They get the benefit of the doubt because of the way the net system works. I think they have been able to gain the system. You are not getting that type of logic from Fran Fraschilla because he's doing his job on a Big 12 broadcast on a network with a Big 12 contract. Well, uh, the point is, 
that you turn on the SEC network, uh, you turn on a, a Big Ten broadcast, and you hear a lot of positivity about the conference. I, I've never once seen something on the on the SEC network or from Fine Bomb or anybody that hate down year, even though they have down years. I mean, maybe people don't realize they have down years too. You don't ever, you don't ever hear that. Uh, you have you have people kind of going to bat for them, and you know what? Yeah, it's homerism. That's what you're supposed to have. Supposed to be a homer for the ACC when you're on the ACC network. Interestingly, about an hour ago, Jay on Twitter uh, tweeted to both of us that the ACC media need to stick up more for the conference and the national discussion. Need to have more of a voice in in terms of whether the the conference is as horrible as it is. Nobody's going to pretend like it's a great conference this year, but it's not as bad as some of these other networks want you to believe. And I think that's the point. Who is the person that's kind of sticking up for the conference? Well, and that that's a great point. And you mentioned Wes. To me, Wes can't be that voice because he still has to call the games. And that's a different role. Like last night, he's calling a game with Dan Bonner. To me, Dan Bonner's the one. Not that Dan's not doing this. I, I love Dan. I, I've been listening to Dan since he was on uh, Jefferson Pilot Games when I was a kid. I, I love Dan Bonner calling games. There's a reason he's going to do some NCAA tournament games. He's good at his job. But you got to have somebody in that role doing it. You got to have a Fran Fraschilla. You got to have a Jimmy Dykes. You got to have a Jordan Cornette who was on the Notre Dame-North Carolina game last night. Let me Let me say one other thing, too. Because I think this gets lost. One of the reasons that the Big Ten Network can say how many ways the Big Ten is great is because there are a lot of really easy ways to point out that the Big Ten is great. You don't have to create a suspension of disbelief in your audience to get people to believe the Big Ten is great. You just have to look on a sheet of paper. SEC is the same way. For about half of that league, you don't have to actually convince a lot of people that the teams are good because all the numbers say so. And you can look with your eyes and and know so. I think some of this is that the ACC doesn't have a lot of ammo. They like they don't have numbers that you can put out there and say this conference is related. This conference is better. The only conference you can do that with is the Big Ten because they beat them in the challenge. But even if they did, who's the voice? Who is it that's going to be going to be that's going to be preaching that? Like who's the recognizable <clears throat> guy? And look, you know how I feel about Mark Packer. Mark Packer is, if I have if I have a broadcasting hero, it's it's Packer. He he's the guy that made me want to get into into radio in the first place. We kind of pay tribute to him on Friday afternoons in the last segment because that's what Packer did. He's kind of that guy, but Quack, if if you watch his show now. And and you can tell it's not him because I mean we've listened to him long enough for years and years and years to know what it is he wants to be doing. You can tell that his programming is being done by the network and that he's being told what to say and he's being told what to cover. And it's still good, but it's not nearly as good as it could be. And and that's it's it's like that's one area where 
the SEC, they do, they get it. They they know what p what positive PR is, and I feel like they're in better. They have a better connection with their base than most any conference. Certainly better than the ACC. There's something, and we're we'll have to talk about this more later tomorrow, maybe. I don't think there is a strong connection between the conference and their base anymore. Understanding who their fans are that you know what that's a great that's a great point and it has to do with expansion where you've brought in some schools that have different types of fan bases and different looking fan bases and I think also it's a hard thing because we know the heart of the the heart of the conference is tobacco road look at the schools that are on tobacco road duke is private and small North Carolina is big and bloated, and NC State is a freaking state school. And if you want to, uh, if you want to say Wake Forest, Wake Forest, the smallest Power Five institution. Those are just right there, right in the general proximity. You have four very different fan bases, four very different institutions, four very different athletic departments that you're trying to reach them all. I think it may be a feature, not a bug of the ACC. That is hard to figure out who the average ACC fan is because all, because you got a third of the schools are private, a third of the schools are football schools, a third of the schools are basketball schools, whatever the case may be. It's hard to know who that person even is to be able to reach them. I just wish they were a li- had a little more of an in-your-face approach. And you know what? Does that make sense? I agree with you. Texture points out Kelly Gramlich. Kelly, we're going to get Kelly on soon. She's, uh, we're going to try to get her on tomorrow. She's traveling. It's a travel day for us, so not going to be able to do that, I don't think. Mm-hmm. We're still, it's possible. Kelly does a great job doing that for women's basketball. Well, so the women's basketball show that they do, the panelists are knowledgeable. They're, they're direct. You know who they are. It's not, it's not a rotation every week. It's pretty much the same people. They're relatable. I, I don't think you have that in the other sport. Um, the football guys, they, they're they starting to form a little bit of a nucleus. Uh, McLean has absolutely become a personality there. And I like to say, it's not across the board. Uh, I mean, Mark Richt is certainly recognizable. But Coach Richt is just there to, to kind of nod and agree and – kind of be the all shucks guy he's too nice yeah he's too nice to do that um i i do think they well how hard do i want to go in the next two minutes you know what i'll just we're gonna say we're it. gonna have to table most of this obviously. i'll just say it i don't think they've hired very well i don't either i think a lot of their young analysts at the acc network do not move the needle one iota and I don't think the product is strong enough that you can just hire whoever to say whatever. Um, you, you know what? I, I'm going I'm to just, just stand for him. You know who would be out there being a mouthpiece? It's Terrence Oglesby. Yeah. The, you know what? He would for us. But if I'm be, 100% endorse that. But he's very charismatic, right? Yeah. We also know him. We consider him a friend. I am thinking in terms of big picture like every school knows who that guy is there's a lot of people on the acc network that nobody knows who they are that's you right you gotta look up there like 
I like Jordan Cornette, for instance. I had to remind myself who the heck Jordan Cornette was. Well, I love Jordan, too. Jordan didn't play in the ACC. Right. That's part of the problem. He played in the Big it, East for uh, for Notre Dame. When he was with Notre Dame. Right. Right. See, and that's that's my point. Like, I, I shouldn't. Somebody who is sort of a, a you see every week, every day in a lot of cases. Like, I think, really, I think Jordan Cornette does a great job. I shouldn't have to go check his biography to remind myself, oh, yeah, he played at Notre Dame, but it was before the AC. I shouldn't have to do that. I sh- everybody in the league should know who these people are. Exactly right. Every fan base should know. We have about a minute left. I just want to say a couple things about women's basketball tonight. This is a big, big game for Clemson. 6.45 pregame, 7 o'clock uh, tip-off. Tori Neiman and I will have to call that. Um Clemson is one game ahead of Virginia. They are currently in 10th place via the tiebreaker against Wake Forest. Wake Forest hosts Florida State tonight. That is a game they are likely to lose. If Clemson wins and Wake Forest loses and nothing else super crazy happens, Clemson could lock up the 10 seed other than one, like, thread-the-needle scenario. They would lock up the 10 seed going into the ACC Women's Basketball Tournament next week. That would be huge. They could also get to 15 wins, which is a big number for postseason inclusion. So uh, give us a listen tonight. Should be a fun one. Virginia's had some injuries, but they're a very good defensive team. And so uh, 